this is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. Rick, who's Marty? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Thoughts on Candice LeRae and the Rey Mysterio storyline? Uh, what do you suspect? Yeah. On this 4th of July special edition of Wrestling POV Podcast. I just spit on my glasses. How the hell did I do that? Dude, I, I literally just... <laughs> That was audio of this. I literally just spit on my glasses. How did somebody spit on their own face? It was like a firecracker out of your mouth. That's what it was. Fourth of July. Oh my god, that's a Seinfeld episode. So the spit, the loogie, it was a magic loogie. (laughs) (laughs) What's the deal with saliva? (laughs) It's Keith Hernandez's fault, goddammit. Rick, I missed you, man. I know, I miss you too, man. Miss, miss you? Miguel. What's that? Yeah. I, I, Is that a new way of saying Miss you? I, I was going to say I miss you guys too, but uh, I'm attached to Miguel's hip. Um, but I do have some good news of why we weren't here. Um, so last week we weren't here because uh, our contract was up with Wrestling POV Podcast. Yes, yes. And uh, so uh, we talked with the president mm-hmm. and we got triple our salaries. Yeah, yeah. You're going to take a pay cut. Yeah. But uh, me and Miguel are going to be raking in that money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cha-ching, baby. Just, just uh, you know, just um, make sure after the show, you just read that fine print that was in the bottom. So, and, uh, okay. you know, then get back to me Miguel, next week. So. <laughs> read, read the, Miguel, he, he, he got that look in his eye like we got bamboozled. <laughs> well, I mean, hey. <laughs> the president. He got that saliva on his glasses, like <laughs> like something is up. The magic loogie. <laughs> well, you know, the president is the president for a reason. That's so, true. Ted DiBiase, you gotta love the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so you know, a few things we got uh, pay per views. Well, is, is, are they really a pay per view when they were on TV? They're they're TV views. TV views. There we go. <laughs> TVV. TVV, <laughs> right? Is that right? T- television? Yeah. yeah. TVV. Television views. TVV. Yeah, there TV. we go. See, TVV. You know what? Here at Wrestling POV, we just make up shit. Wrestling POV. <laughs> Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Point of view views. Point of view views. <laughs> we got flying loogies, view views, TVVVs. Oh, man. We are off the hook. Oh, my Lord. All right. You know, you know what, Rick? I think it's time yes, sir. to discuss... Uh, let's get started. Yeah, let's get yeah. started. Sure. <laughs> you know why? Because, um, yeah, let's just get started. <laughs> All right. One of the things you posted was about the... Uh, who's Marty? Now... Uh, yeah. So, uh, Marty is from that 1985 <laughs> cult classic, Back to the Future. Him and Doc Brown go back in time to yeah. 1955, okay. and then they see sure. his mom, and he makes out with his mom, and she thought it was like a brother. And yeah. then right, he right. goes back to the future, yeah. and then they make you're a part wrong. two. You're wrong. That's not what we were I talking about. I am wrong? Yes. I mean, you you're about? right, but 
the whole Marty thing and uh, myself and Rick, we talked about um, uh, the who's Marty because we always said that the Rockers were a good tag team. But uh, mm-hmm. one of them, which was Shawn Michaels, went ahead and became world champion. Uh, superstar. He became a superstar where Marty Jannetty Gen- kind of fell off the rails. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have this new uh, segment. And uh, next week, we're going to think of a different team. And this one, uh, and we're calling it Who's Marty out of the group. So basically, the tag teams that we pick, we want you to guys to determine who was the Marty out of the group. So before we get to our answers, uh, some uh-huh. of the comments we got. Clay Cummins, he said this one is tough. One, uh, this one, this is a tough one. Uh, they are so equal. I would say Hawk. Uh, Josh Sanders is, uh, no, he pointed somebody else out, but he said Animal. Matt Novak, he said for me it was always Hawk. And uh, Brad Sanders says Animal. Rick, who do you who do you think on this one? Well, first of all, let's just get into Legion of Doom is one of the greatest mm-hmm. tag teams of all time, as mentioned many times on this yeah. show. Um, but when it comes down to who is the Marty Jannetty of the Legion of Doom, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, and as we saw in the comments, would say Animal. Mm-hmm. But I want you to hear me out. Yeah, the life choices <laughs> and, and the path that ha- that Hawk took. And Marty Janetti has taken mm-hmm. are very, very similar in the point where they went to drugs and they went down this dark path. Now, granted, Hawk got cleaned up and everything. That being said, I honestly think Hawk was the Marty Janetti of the group. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was great on the mic, but Animal was no slouch on the mic either. No, he wasn't. And also, Animal was a powerhouse that can move like a, like a locomotive and can fly like a feather. The guy had it all. So if I had to say who was the Sean of the group, I'm going to say Animal, and I think Hawk was the Janetti of the group. Tony? And no, I agree with you because, and this one was tough, but I'm going to go. Very tough. <clears throat> I'm going to go in a different route, okay? Okay. Though I do agree with what you said, and that I actually would have said what you said too, but there was a time, if you remember, where they did split up. And <clears throat> Hawk went to New Japan, and I forgot yep. who the guy was, but uh, he was trying to not really replace Hawk. Uh, I mean, Animal, but he was um, he was more like trying to revamp uh, the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, yeah. and it really didn't work. It really didn't nope. work, and he was. It looked like he was trying to be like that leader. Of that group, just like as with the Rockers and Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, you can tell that Shawn Michaels was that leader of the group somewhat. Um, Or, uh, well, actually, you know, uh, became the outbreak superstar. Um, So when they got back together, and and then that's when, uh, not not even that's when, but he continued to start with um, with the drugs and the alcohol and stuff like that. So... Yeah, no, I agree with you. In my opinion, it, it is. Hawk is the Marty of the group. Because you look at Animal, and like you said, though, Rick, Animal, he still had that distinct promo voice that separated him and Hawk. Hawk mm-hmm. had that distinct voice 
that separated them two. They both separated each other with their promos and combined them two together is what made them probably one of the greatest tag teams. Actually, they are the greatest tag team. The greatest tag team, According yeah. to our, our tournament ever. But you you got to remember, Animal wasn't no slouch. He was a big boy, too. He cut really good promos. And how they ended up doing it was, you know, um, Animal would start first. Hawk would finish it. And um, so between the two, uh, who cut the best promo out of the two? You know, I think it was kind of the same for me. A little yeah. bit maybe goes to Hawk, maybe a little bit. But even still, Animal still. Who got the hot tag? Yeah. Animal always Animal got the always hot tag. get the hot tag. Um so no, I I totally agree with you. Uh, I don't see and, and plus, I mean, I'm not saying that Hawk, if he was still alive, wouldn't be doing the same thing. Uh, I was, but I don't know. I think Animal, because if, if you see what Animal is doing now, he's doing these conventions. You know, he he's out there signing autographs. He has his own podcast. Um, yeah. He's out there doing his thing still. So you, yeah, would Hawk be doing that too? Like, let's just say... Hawk- sons are in the NFL. That's right. His sons are in the That's NFL. That's right. Yep. I forgot about that. But is would Hawk... Like, let's just say if Hawk turned his life around and, um, you know, really didn't... Well, he was actually before his death. He was cleaned up. He was up, cleaned yeah. up. So, I, I, you know, I apologize for that. But let's just say if he didn't ever, you know, hit the drugs and alcohol and... Was you know had a clean bill of health all his life. What where would he be at? Would he still would he be at doing the same things with uh, Animal? I don't think so. And, and that's the really? thing. And you saw it in the Dark Side of the yeah. Ring. They always said that Hawk was like this wild card. You never mm-hmm. knew what he was gonna do. Yeah. You know, he was somebody that was unattainable. That yeah. you couldn't control him and you couldn't get him to. It's like whatever he wanted, he was going to do. Yeah. And that's very much like Marty Jannetty now. <laughs> that's true. That is true. That dude but, is but, out of But control. I'm just saying, you know, with them, when they were saying that, they were saying that because he was under the influence uh, with drugs. But what, because if, if you think about it, if you watch Dark Side of the Moon, when he was clean, he, ring. he or Dark Side of the Ring. I said moon, didn't I? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> but think, about, think of it this way. When he was clean and sober and everything was changing he was a completely different guy yeah. so no, that, he was. but that so that's what i'm saying not the not the wild hawk i'm talking about the clean and sober hawk if he was like that throughout his whole career where would he be at now you know tony i'm going to say this and it it may sound bad to some people mm-hmm. i think that's what made his career really the wild the wild stuff the drugs the alcohol honestly I, I didn't see enough of him as a, a calm person, mm-hmm. but I can tell you right now, in some cases, that stuff is what brings out those inner demons and that, that persona yeah. that overpowers everything. Right. So honestly, I, I, I really can't answer that. Honestly, I look at Hawk as if he was clean and sober, I don't think we have the same uh, response from Legion of Doom. Right. I, that's my take on it. Right. I, you might be right. You might be right on that. You might be right on that. So, all right. So, any other, you know, before we decide next week on what tag teams will be next on Who is the Marty, post it on our Facebook page and um, we'll talk about it. 
<laughs> yeah, and you know what? I want to give you a little sneak peek because I already have one for next oh, week. Oh, you do? And and we're going to look into Strike Force next oh. week. So Tito Santana, Rick Martel give you a week to think about wow. who is the Marty Janetti of that group. Okay, I, you we know what? Find I already out. got my decision. <laughs> I already got my decision. Not because he was on the show, Tony. No, no. It's, do your homework. It's not, it's not because he was on the show. But I do, I do got it. I do got it. I got it. And, uh, right. But but the thing of it is, is it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. What about what I'm yes. about to say? So, yeah. So All right. there you go, folks. But even still, if if you guys have yeah, any, please send them in. You know, send them in, and then we'll have we'll post it as a, you know in the future. Because uh, I want to keep going with it and see because there's a lot of, of tag teams out there and. One I do want to throw in there would be the Wild Samoans. Woo! That would be yes. tough. That that one is that tough. That would yeah. be tough. So yes. I mean, wow. this one was kind of easy, kind of, but yeah. it was still tough at the same time. It was because because we we know we know what the people would be thinking. Yeah. Everybody, when you say who's the Genetti of or who's the Marty of Legion of Doom, everybody's gonna say Animal. Yeah. But when you sit down and you think about yeah. it, Animal was just as influential in that tag team. Of course he was. As Hawk. Yeah. So. Yeah. But the Wasmoans though. Harder. That one's That's, tough. That, that one is a lot that tougher. That one is tough. I would agree with you. And you know, and you know, one team I want to throw in there too, and the fact that Xavier Woods is not there would be the New Day. Mm. Mm. That's one I want to throw mm. out there too. So, see, yeah. so th- you right. see what I'm saying? There's a lot. We gotta, yeah. There's a lot out there, and I want to make them tough. I do. I yeah. want the I, like the natural disasters. Natural. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Stop, <laughs> Mr. Tony. Move on, please. Right. I don't want to hear. It is time for the Candice Lorraine <laughs> or Candice Lorraine. <laughs> All right, Rick, why'd you post this? Listen, man, I've been having trouble watching NXT whenever Candice LeRae is on. Um, and I just really wanted to know what people's ideas or thoughts about the Poison Pixie Candice LeRae. And before I give my POV, um, I know we have like some comments and stuff, so if we get those out. Yeah. Um, because... Because I don't have a lot of nice things to say. So I want to see what people have to say <laughs> right, Clay, before I go on my little rant. Clay Cummins says she isn't meant to be a heel. Honestly, a bad gimmick for her. Is he right or wrong? <laughs> he's definitely... He's... he's Along those lines, he's correct. A thousand percent correct for the, the $50 man. Okay. RJ Adams says, I don't believe her as a heel. Wesley Wood says Mia and her are a good combo right now. Reggie Lopez says she's softer than baby shit. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, man. Oh, man. All right. A little rough. You know, that was a little rough, but I'll tell you this. He ain't wrong. Okay. She is terrible as a heel. All right, so go ahead. Let's hear your uh, comment. She is absolutely terrible as a heel. I am over this. Oh, so much about the things that you choose to be. Damn, you just laying it on you. Just laid it on you, Rick. Yeah. That's your boy. He's a jerk. That's your boy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, like I was saying. But at least he didn't uh, play the full thing. Exactly, <laughs> that's true. I think he did it on purpose because of that one part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Um, No, Candice LeRae is absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. I never liked her. 
And I think she's even worse as a heel. Um, this Mia Yim thing, I totally disagree with that comment about how they're really good. The, this Mia Yim shit is over. I'm done with that. When is that going to end? It is dragged. Yo, the poison from the poison pixie is now inside of Mia Yim. And it's dragging her down. It, it, it's making her look bad. Candice LeRae is not a viable heel. There's, and and the, what, the thing that eats at my soul is the way she comes to the ring. She does that I don't care attitude walk, <laughs> but it's so generic. It's like generic six entrance in the WWE video games. Like, you have your good guy, generic five, yeah. but generic six is every obviously a heel, and that's what she's doing. She's playing bad guy, but she's not a bad yeah. guy. I know we've mentioned on the show before where Kofi was acting like a wrestler. Yeah. She's acting like a bad guy, mm -hmm. and it's fucking obvious that you're not a bad guy. Yeah. You're not good at it. Yep. Just like your husband, Johnny Ooh. Gargano. Ooh. Yeah, I went there, IWC. Johnny Gargano ain't shit either. <laughs> Hell of a wrestler, but terrible as a heel. Wow. Guaranteed. Go ahead, Tony. Okay. Candice Lorette. Well, you know, I don't know. To be honest, I still need to see more. And oh, I, I, I'm, I'm in between on this. I agree with what you said. I do. But I'm in between on it. I'm <laughs> seriously because I don't know maybe it's cuz I tune her off when when I see That's her. That's what it is, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so I I probably need to play uh pay more attention when she gets on to to really cast my judgment, but it's true. Every time when she gets on, I I kind of tune her off because she's that bad. <laughs> so that might be it. I think that's it, Rick. That's it. Saw, saw that problem. That was that. Um, but no, I will. I will keep monitoring it, and then when, when, because she's still fresh as a heel. Uh, she's only been a heel for how long now? It's been pretty long. Is it? It's been. It's been pretty. I think it's going back into 2019. No. Yeah. Really? I believe so. If it's not, it's got to be close to January. <laughs> it's like oh, she's wow. been doing this for a little while now. Okay. All right. I believe you. But um, <laughs> no, but I was I was a little shocked with it when when you post this, and um, you know, I was still like, uh, there are I just some people words. that are not good at being bad guys. I mean, no, listen, and you're man, right, you're right. Tito Santana, I love the guy. He yeah. cut a heel promo. It wasn't mm -hmm. good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Some, but but you know what? For some people, it's easier to be a heel. Of course. For some people, it's easier to be a baby feet. Baby feet. <laughs> <laughs> baby face. But at the same time, the people that are baby faces, they can't be a heel. They don't know how to be a heel. And for people that are, are heels, they don't know how to be a baby face. That's true. So in Candice LeRae, uh, her situation... She doesn't know how to be heels. She's trying, and you're right. We've said it many times, and that, and then that's a perfect example that she's acting. She's not being. Yep. So we'll we'll see what happens. I, I I promise, as a journalist, I will pay more attention to what she is doing. <laughs> and, no and, fast and, forwarding. And I won't I won't fast forward, and I won't play a game on my iPad while she's on. I will pay attention, and uh, I will I will be I will be uh, picky. I will, okay. I will be picky, and then if I see it, Rick, you know I'll, I'll you know I'll call it. 
But if yep. I don't see it, I'm going to call it too. And All right. then it'll be our future discussions. So, um, do we have a hater comment? Hater um, comment? No? Uh, yeah. Nah. We'll no, be nice this week. None this week. Yeah, it's 4th of July. Nah. Why not? All right. So, it is time for the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right. And before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo! All right. Scotty Too Hottie turns 47 years old. Scotty Too Hottie. Yeah. He's a paramedic. Wow. Yeah. Does he you know do the he worm that? when he's doing CPR? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Terry Funk. <laughs> you, you know, every year when I do this birthday, it's just... How am I still doing this birthday? <laughs> I don't wish ill will on anybody, but God bless you, Terry Funk. Oh. The fact that this man, and the fact that he's not even that old. Yeah. Like, he's he's 76. Wow. I feel like he's so much older. I do, too. <laughs> 76. My God. You know My what? God. Like, like good for you, Terry Funk. Chainsaw Charlie. Have, <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. That was one of his best gimmicks. It was. Chainsaw Charlie. Have you seen that documentary, uh, Beyond the Mat? No. <gasps> You've never seen it? No. You got to see it. You got to see, see it. it. He's see it. on there, and I'm telling you, you'll get emotional watching the segment with him. Okay. It's like It just shows you where his heart is. Gotcha. It shows you what type of person Terry Funk really is. It, nice. it, and and not just that though, like it went dark too with Jake okay. the Snake. Oh yeah, you know I saw the Jake the Snake part that, of that. Yeah, that yeah. was heavy. Oh yeah. Lord. Um, but not just him, but uh, mankind. Uh, mm-hmm. The stuff that happened with him and the match he had with the Rock. Um, and uh, it was just a, it's just a good documentary in itself. You gotta watch it. Yeah. Um. The one, like I said, the part with Terry Funk, it was uh, it was special. It was cool to watch. And yeah, if you're a fan of Terry Funk, yeah, you'll like that one for sure. No, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I remember watching the Beyond the Mat with Jake the Snake, and that one was whoo, that man. fucked me up, man. That was tough. With That's his a daughter? tough watch. Yeah. That's a tough oh, watch. Yeah. Um, that was very, very tough. And if you guys have not seen it, watch it. It's yes. called Beyond the Mat. Yes. Definitely watch it. Um, so, yes, once again, happy birthday, Terry Funk, 76 years young. Yes. Uh, and, of course, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't say this happy birthday to the man, the myth, the legend, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, <laughs> Brett. The Hitman Hart turned 63 years young. My he's man. 63? He's 63. Wow. Bret Hart. Bret Hart, 63. Good Lord. Pink and black heart attack. The man, yeah. the myth, the legend. Happy birthday, Bret. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. Kurt Angle, very appreciative this past week as his son was saved from drowning at oh, Lake really? Erie. Yes, absolutely. A lifeguard saved, went out and saved his son who is uh, drowning in Lake Erie. Um, wow. I do have to say thank goodness for that because we, we don't need any more tragedies this year. No. Um, but I do have to say this. Um, I get it, Tony, that we're opening up 
the country mm-hmm. in certain states. Um, certain numbers are growing with this coronavirus and the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, man, I don't agree with it. I don't see what the point is. I understand the economy is struggling, but safety first. People should not be swimming at lakes. People shouldn't be going to the beach. People should be remaining six yeah. feet apart, wearing masks, covering your mouth. Yeah. Um, people... I survived it. It is not fun. It is a hell of a fucking sickness. And thankfully, I caught it early and I fucking did what I had to do. I only go out for groceries. I only go out when I need to get things done. I'm covered with my mask. Got my gloves on. It's not a it's not a stigma or anything. It's factual. You will get sick. So please, don't go to the beach. That's my POV on this shit. Please. Yeah, and especially being Fourth of July and and oh everybody's my. out on the beach. And Fireworks and have been going off since May. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's Crazy. weird because here in New Mexico, fireworks are illegal, and uh, they're out there selling them. And I think this year is the first time that they said they weren't going to sell them. But wow. I, as I'm driving in, in New Mexico, there I see them all over the place. So that yeah. didn't work quite. That you know, way. in New York. They said the calls to 911 and 311 for fireworks are up 800% from wow. last year. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. I... All That's right. Insane. Let's move on. Carrie uh, Sane leaving the WWE, going to Japan. I know it's your rumor. I can see it in your eyes. But it looks like she's going to be leaving to go to Japan. Um,. The, the story on this was she was supposed to get injured by either uh, Shayna Baszler or Charlotte going well, into SummerSlam. Nia Jax. Well, it was. Well, I don't know, Tony. I'm hearing things differently. Well, this according, is my rumor. According to my news, uh, Shayna Baszler or Charlotte was supposed to injure Carrie Sane and lead up to a match with Asuka versus that person. And because Nia Jax unfortunately injured... Carrie saying it was uh, written as uh, Naya co- uh, had a lifelong injury to Carrie Sane, and Carrie Sane is out of action and heading back to Japan. Um, some people are saying that she may be an influencer for WWE out there in Japan. Right. So it's yeah. it's something uh, something to look at. Yeah. Uh, my last bit of rumors, I mean news, is uh, <laughs> Vince Russo. Says that WWE is failing Drew McIntyre. And you know what, Tony? It's not the worst thing he's ever said. Um, <laughs> he's saying that he gets it with the, the no audience and everything. That they're, But he's like, he understands that. But they're continuing the story as if there was an audience. Yeah. That maybe they should have adjusted it a little bit for him. Because right now, mm-hmm. he's just not looking like a superior champion. Um, he's also saying that they they failing Bray Wyatt and that he wishes that he could have worked with Bray and that he could have mm-hmm. done something special with Bray. And you know what? Again, I think he could have. Listen, I know we give Vince Russo a lot of crap, but he was a, a huge role in the Attitude Era and he did do a lot. He's a great writer. Uh, thank you. That, that's him texting <laughs> me right now telling me how great of a writer he actually was. Um, of course, he went a little haywire. As most writers do. Yeah. But, um, um, what do you think? 
Is he is is he right that WWE's failing Drew McIntyre? Well, here here's the deal. Drew is he has the look of a champion. He has the attitude of a champion. He fights like a champion. And that's what Vince always wants. Started all the way back with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Okay. You look at Hulk Hogan, he had the look of a champion, talked like a champion, and fought like a champion, even though he couldn't wrestle. Um, and he couldn't. Come on. Seriously. Yep. It's true. Drew, on the other hand, he's tall, he's big, he can wrestle for a big guy, he can do some crazy stuff for a big guy, but it does need to be in front of a crowd. This empty crowd or semi whatever 30 people crowd it's tough it's yeah. tough it really is and if you're in the if you're out there in the indies you, you do perform in front of 30 people at times and and trying to and and but the fact is what's different is that there's number one they're standing i don't know why that's crazy and they're six feet apart they got a plexiglass in between them so that kind of kills the whole uh, vibe, anyways, in yeah. my opinion. Even they though they can't you can get hear the it, chance together, they can't get the chance to, to together. They can't. They can't. <laughs> but at the same time, they—I don't know. For me, it just kills the vibe with all yeah. the restrictions. Even though you got people there, it's still there's too many restrictions, and it kills the vibe. Um, you're right. I think he's right. I, I do. I don't think it's a poor choice for him to be champion. Of course not. No, I don't. That's probably the biggest, uh, the best choice as champion right now. Um, Dolph he... Ziggler's not the best choice? <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- this is, now I will say this with Dolph Ziggler. He's a very, very smart man. Um, WWE want, they never want him to leave. Because I, I, I'll tell you this. If Dolph ever leaves WWE, he will rejuvenate himself. Yes. He will. Because wherever he goes, whether it's New Japan, unfortunately, uh, you know what? Not even AEW. They're not, for me, AEW is not that credible yet. But if he went to New Japan and did his thing there, just like AJ Styles did, yep. and he, he would be something big, I think, in New Japan. For, like, let's just say if he left for a while. And then he came back. I'm telling you, he would get. I think he would have gotten more money from WWE than what he was being offered. And yeah. that's what WWE was was always afraid of with Dolph, because Dolph never wrestled anywhere else but WWE. Yep. But anyway, it's a different story. Back to Drew. It's with Drew is a perfect choice for Drew storyline wise. I think they're doing the the right decisions with putting people like Dolph. Nothing against Dolph, but that is the right choice of putting him with uh, with Drew. I think it was too early to put Drew with Lashley. That was bad. And I think yeah. that's what kind of ruined it. You, that should have been for the live crowd. Yes. In my opinion. When, when that should have been for SummerSlam. It should have been for <laughs> SummerSlam. Yeah, exactly. But And they could have had it to where Lashley would have... They had to make it lastly dominant, like beating really tough guys, yep, and making him look like he's he was just unstoppable. But they had to involve Lana, they had to involve MVP, which I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm okay with MVP. I'm not okay with Lana. Is I'm not okay for, with either though. That was uh, 
Um, yeah, I get it, but I think with because Lashley's not a good promo guy. I'm He's sorry. Not. Between him and MVP, I'd rather have MVP talk for Lashley. That's true. So but you could have had – the thing is with dominance, you could have had Lashley just dominate people. When they go to interview him, he just smile and walk away or just true. like – and just do that. Yeah. And there's ways around that. And um, There is. But, but MVP wasn't the right guy. He's not – <laughs> All right, I'm gonna tell you, uh, Bobby, Bobby Lashley. What if yeah. What if they put Come him with Ric Flair? No, Ric Flair is too off his rocker. I'm sorry, that guy's. <laughs> he may be sober, but the, the alcohol's still running through his veins. He sweats alcohol. <laughs> no, he sounds like a fucking alcoholic out there. Paul wow. Heyman would be the best guy for Bobby Lashley, and that's sad to say oh, because we we're yes. sick and tired of Paul Heyman with Brock. That's true. We need to develop new managers. Yes. How about you, Mister Rick? Yeah, how about me? Psych! <laughs> Jesus. Dick. <laughs> Don't cry, Rick. It's okay. But uh, but, he, but you're right. They do. They do. But it looks like they are, though. They should have stuck with like Leo Rush with Lashley. I'm sorry. That was a good pairing. I agree. I do agree with that. But, um, yeah. No, I, with the whole Drew situation, Drew needs to be in front of a crowd. He does. I'm sorry. A live crowd. A big crowd. The countdown doesn't work without a crowd. It doesn't. But not only that, he he feeds off of it, too. Yeah. Just like how I, I say with Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy needs the crowd. <laughs> it's, he He's struggling out there without the crowd. He's about to take a <laughs> sip with that struggling. <laughs> he, he almost did. Um, <laughs> but he is just like with Drew. Drew... But Drew's doing okay, but he does need that crowd. He really yeah, does. I agree. Um, on to your rumors, Tony. All right, so rumor uh, has it that uh, uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Indusheer, the manager there? Uh, that guy. That guy posted yeah. a picture of uh, the, the result for next week's. Um, oh, it was uh, him that posted it? Yes. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. So what you're saying? He posted the results of the uh, Keith Lee and, Keith Lee and uh, Adam, Adam Cole, Cole match. What it's a moron! There. It's still out there. But here's more. Here's more. Now he gotten a lot. He's gotten a lot of heat for that. Um, there's two things that happened with this photograph that happened. I'm not gonna spoil it because I saw it already. Now there's two things that can happen. They can retape it. <laughs> and uh-huh. do a different result. Um, but uh, that's one. Um, he got in a lot of heat. Now, here's the other thing. Chris Jericho, because they he the, the manager for Indusheer deleted it. Yeah. And he, from what I heard, was that he didn't realize that it was taped. That it was being taped for next week. He didn't realize it. I'm like, dude. Serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he'll be he's lucky if he still gets a job, has a job. But um, yeah, so that's why he put and then but he deleted it right away when people were like, "Dude, what are you doing?" So he deleted it right away. But of course, IWC's out there. They screenshot it and um, yeah, it's all over the internet. Um, but they were trying not to uh, like WWE tried hard to not have that photo out. Um, now, Chris Jericho, he goes on live on Facebook. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I think every Saturday he goes live. And uh, he just talks, shoots the shit with everybody. 
And uh, but so he went live earlier, I guess, and uh, shared that photo. Jesus. Yeah. Jer. Yeah. Jer. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Jer. Yeah. Jer. He, he posted the photo and uh, he was, from what I heard, was that he was trying to be like how, remember with WCW spoiled yeah, that Mick Foley? Mick that's, Foley what he, thing, yep. that's what he was trying to do. That's Come on, Jer. That's, that's yeah. not cool. And and by the way, uh, Tony made a mistake. He doesn't record on Facebook Live on Saturdays. It, that doesn't happen. You listen to the Wrestling POV podcast on Saturdays. <laughs> he, he, what he meant to say is that Jericho never goes on live and never talks and shoots the shit. That's what he meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So also <laughs> going off of the Carrie Zane, uh, the following thing that with Carrie Zane was that she was going to wrestle one more year in Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, after she left WWE, she wanted to wrestle at least one more year and then retire. So, Interesting. Yeah. But stupid. So. Um, also, well, another young. rumor. There's another she's rumor young. out there, Tony. Uh, mm-hmm. Zack Ryder apparently is doing like a little countdown and saying 18 more days. And in 18 days was a Slammiversary for mm-hmm. Impact. Yeah. So, and another uh, rumor, too. Rusev. Uh, he's another one that's uh, he's been doing uh, or mentioning about Slammiversary too. And you know, speaking of Rusev, do you see this Lana shit? Yeah. Where she's like, "We tricked you guys, haha! <laughs> We're still married." Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still. Yo, it's just like, what is WWE doing? Let me. You know what? Uh, uh, come on, I might get hate for this, but and I'm gonna be real with you, right? For me, Lana started to become unattractive. Yes. Oh, you yes. agree? It's the makeup and the hair. They're doing a poor job on that. But but not only that, like, for me, she's making stupid faces. Yeah. Doing shit like... Yeah, like, like she I got a lemon in her know. mouth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. She got a lemon. But, um, seriously. Yeah, and, no, and, I agree. You, you know what? And if people don't know what I'm talking about, do this for me. Look up a picture when she first started and then take a picture of her now. Yeah. And tell me. Because, come on, I'm sorry. When she first came out, she was hot. Yeah. And, she and, was and, hot. And just to clarify, we're not judging her on her looks because of that she's a woman, but because that's her character. Her character was always the ravishing Ra- Russian exactly. or the ravishing Lana. You know, yeah. so it's just like... Now you're starting to come out. First of all, she came out with the same outfit two weeks in a row. And that was never <laughs> Lana. Lana never did that. And now she had the same outfit two weeks in a row. And you're like, Lana, mm-hmm. what's going on? You didn't get exactly. Um, But, yeah, man. I don't know what's going on with Lana. I'm not liking it. No. I'm not liking it. I listened to last no. week's show that you did by yourself. Good job, by the way. Um, where does WWE think we're idiots with these storylines mm-hmm. and canceling them and then resurging yeah. them and then yeah. oh no that didn't happen but this happened yeah. but we saw that happen no but it didn't happen <laughs> you 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 saw it wrong exactly forget about what you saw it's like what yeah it's, it's like <laughs> come on man stop insulting our intelligence and WWE does that a lot yes they love to insult our intelligence it's like dude no. No, come on. And then you do a bit, haha, we tricked you? No, bitch! Ain't nobody tricked! <laughs> but you know what I noticed too? Her and Sasha, um, 
they they uh during their promos they were trying to be slick and promote their like social media uh-huh. And Lana, because I, I'm not gonna lie, I follow a lot of WWE on TikTok, and uh-huh. they do a lot of funny stuff on there. And it's funny because Lana, you know, she's trying to get more followers on TikTok too, and she she doesn't have that many. She yeah. doesn't. And uh, it's funny because uh, she does it uh, with uh, Nia Jax. She'll do it with Mandy Rose on her TikTok. They'll do like a dance thing or whatever. Um, and uh, who who's the other one? Um, oh. Um, Ah, she was with uh, Mandy Rose, the other one. Sonya Deville. Uh, Sonya Deville. She'll, she'll do it with her and da-da-da. And, uh, and so when I started to follow Lana and then I saw how many followers she has, I was like, wow, she doesn't have many followers at all. It was like 3,000 followers, you know? For her, that's not a lot. No, it's not. <clears throat> you know? So she, uh, during her interview, well, not it wasn't a really an interview. It was, uh, she was doing a segment with somebody talking with somebody and then she mentioned tiktok her yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so she was trying to get more followers on tiktok trying to be slick and sasha banks did the same thing but i forgot which social media she was doing um or she was no 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 you know what it was uh sasha did a promo last week and i forgot to mention it um what was she saying that if she won the belt she was gonna call what was she said she was gonna call herself uh, it was like Sasha, like you know how uh, Bailey's going yeah. by Becky those belts. Yeah, Bailey those straps. Uh, those straps. And oh, Sasha, um, yeah. Uh, Damn, I forgot. Sasha I, said I, the same thing but different. Oh my god, I forgot what it was. If you guys know what it is, then you guys know what I'm talking about. But she did that on purpose because that way, if she does win the belt, then it's a new merch for her. Yeah. It's slick. It's slick. No, it is. It's it slick. Is. And, and honestly, I, I wish a lot of the wrestlers did that. So you know, that way they could get merch. I, I, I can't wait for the merch for Bailey for the knock-knock or the ding-dong. and she, <laughs> <laughs> Just have her face opening a door. Yeah. yeah. Yo, I love... Yo, let me... She's I never going... Yo, Bailey and Sasha are killing it right now in mm-hmm. WWE. They are absolutely... Ki- three shows, I, and I they're like, killing it. I like this... Not not Sasha, but I like this Bailey. The more talkative and ha, ha, ha yeah. you know, the obnoxious, uh-huh. obnoxious yep. Bailey heel, than I did the emo heel Bailey. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because oh my God, Rick, that was so bad when she would come on. Like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. like Candice LeRae. I hated that. Trying to act, you yeah. know. This yeah. one is just that is true. That it's is true. easy to be obnoxious. Yeah, you should know. <laughs> Damn. Wow. On to so. injury. Um <laughs> Yeah, take it away. <laughs> Mickey James is clear to return after a torn ACL. Um really? Would you like long? to see? Yeah, would you like to see Mickey James make a return? Yeah. Hell Which, yeah. Where would you like to see her? Where do you think I she would, would s- flourish the most? I think Raw would be good for her because she can do a program with Liv Morgan. Okay. Because I, I think they're not doing justice with Liv. They're really not. She, oh, no, they're not. Let me tell not. you something. First of all, she is the cat's meow. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? She's in our book for a reason. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and the the story that they had her go on, it was good, and then they dropped it. Yeah. It wasn't, not that they didn't drop it, but it was good. It was like they just said, eh, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> 
and then then they put her with the with, with the talia and then now she again it looks like a storyline with uh, ruby it's, they can't make her lose. Not sure, oh. but that's why I wouldn't want Mickey to go to Raw because Mickey can't lose. And I and I'm gonna nah, right. throw this at you. You're right. Mickey goes to NXT. Mm. They need some veteran women out there, and I think you yeah. could build her up to beat some of the younger talent, and then put yeah, her but, with but like who? with Io Shirai. You could put her with the Blackheart. Mm. You could put her with Kane and Carter. I, you know? I think people like those. Not I, I don't think she needs to be with Io Shirai, but but. Like Caden Carter, yes. Shotzi Blackheart, yes. Um, who's the other one? Aaliyah, definitely. Aaliyah, yeah. yeah. Um, or even um, uh, Rachel Gonzalez and the yeah. other girl. What's it? Uh, Keegan Knox. That I think that program yeah. would work well I, with yeah. the younger ones, not the older. Yeah, of course. Ones, and know. I don't think she it. needs to be with uh, Mia Yim, Io Shirai, um, uh, Rhea Ripley. I think she needs to stay away from them because they're okay. already developed enough true. to where they're ready for the main roster. But the younger ones, Caden Carter is another one. My, mm. uh, <laughs> and and um, uh, my other, my Asian sensation. Zia Lee. Zia Lee. Work with her. Yeah, I see build that. Build her I can, up. Build them up. I can see that working. And you develop it until a takeover and then have Mickey James mm-hmm. lose, you know? Or True. you can have her win and then build it up to even further down the line yeah. where she yeah. would lose. But, yeah, yeah, Mickey James, I'm glad she's back. Hopefully they give her something to work on. Um, you can have her working with Natalia, you know, with this whole little thing with Lana. Yeah, yeah. But also, too, but to, to make her – I think they need to give her a bigger role backstage. Not so much Absolutely. in the ring. You know, still have her in the storyline somewhat, but have her – have a bigger role backstage as far as either uh, telling a story or something because she is very, very smart in telling a story. She now, knows t- how to tell now, a story. Now, Tony, I would agree with you, but only mm-hmm. if she wants that. Like, if she still wants right. to wrestle, no, no, no. I, I you let her fucking wrestle, you know, because yeah. especially oh, yeah. you know as a wrestler, mm-hmm. you don't want people to tell you when you're done. You tell yourself oh, when yeah. you're done. Yeah. You know? No, but so, what I'm saying is it's if she still wants to wrestle, let her wrestle, but also let her be in the back. Like, if there's a night that she's not wrestling, yeah. let her control the storyline for the women. Yeah, a producer, in, basically. As, yeah. as far as, yeah, like a producer and say, all right, look, this would be good. Duh, 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 try this, 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 this. Yeah. She's like, she would, that's the perfect role for her. Yeah. If she still wants to wrestle, that's fine, too. She's Because yeah. st- <laughs> she still knows how to tell that story. Mickey James is probably one of the best storytellers in the ring I've seen. Yeah. yeah so I one of the her... best talents they've ever had. Yeah. I absolutely. agree with you. Yeah. Um, and also an injury, Ember Moon may need a second surgery ah. for her Achilles. After they Jeez. said that she may never wrestle again, they're suggesting a second surgery. Um, this twenty four seven title is gonna haunt her for the rest of her life if she doesn't yeah. get back in that ring. And, and that's just sad. Um, so with the second surgery, is it there's potential to right, come that's back? What I'm, right. Yeah. So, but if she doesn't get it, then is it is it a career ending? They now, were saying that there was there yeah, was but didn't, around that. but Xavier, Xavier Woods suffered the same injury. Yeah, Achilles is, he, is is fucked up, man. The Achilles yeah, no, tendon. I understand that, but is, and is it he, Kobe's I career, heard, huh? 
the Achilles Ooh. tendon is what ended Kobe's career in the NBA. He was never right. the same after that. Right. No, um, I understand that, but um, Xavier Woods had the same injury, and I didn't hear anything about him having a career ending. It's probably worse for her. But how? It's probably. But with, well, I mean, at least there's some positive to it that if she gets the second surgery, that it'll, it'll be um, promising. Yes. Yeah. So right, let, let's hope. Um, I, all right, yeah, so. let's hope. I miss her being on that TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go into the hot tag news this week, Tony. Um, all right, hot tag news. Blunder the mask. What is your POV on Rey Mysterio's current storyline with Seth Rollins? I'm just going to read these two, and uh, we'll go on because, again, as always, we're always running late. Josh says, I feel it's just now getting to be a little good. Pandemic is hurting it, and so is the writers, but it has potential. I'm wanting to see Dominic get in the ring versus Seth Rollins. Clay Cummins, he says, I like the way they are using Dominic in this storyline. I agree with Josh. Without a crowd, it really loses its potential. Love Rollins as a heel, and Ray is really doing good, too. All in all, definitely needs an audience. Damn those liars. All right. You know what, Tony? Before we continue, I'm going to just say the hater comment of the week goes to both of these guys. What the fuck are you guys <laughs> thinking? Listen, hater comment of the week is brought to you by uh, Kenny Casanova. Go to WOHW.com today. Purchase a book that he helped write for former legends Tito Santana, uh, Kamala, uh, Sabu, uh, Dangerous Danny Davis, the uh, the late great Vader. Uh, go to WOHW.com for the hater comment of the week. Goes to Josh Sanders and Clay Cummings. Wh- who the fuck? And I'm going to say that with a PH fuck. <laughs> who the fuck wants to see Dominic? What? That's what you guys are getting out of this. First of all, this is a horrible storyline. And I'll get into more of that in a little while. But who the hell wants to see Dominic fight Seth Rollins? First of all, that's a huge slap in the face to Seth Rollins. All the shit he's done for this company. And you want to see him fight an 18-year-old Dominic who looks like fucking the guy from the Goonies? Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Come on. Come on. He needs a mask. He better say, yo, puppy, oh, can I have your mask, please? Um, he looks, first of all, hell no. Hell no do I want to see Dominic Mysterio fight. And now, get into this whole Rey Mysterio thing. This is one of the worst storylines Rey Mysterio has ever been in. Eye for an eye. Eh, ojo, eh, ojo. Eh, <laughs> Stop. I can see through the mesh. You, you really I think know, it? Right? And, and, and listen, Rey Mysterio, man. It's something about Rey Mysterio that when he speaks Spanish, it bothers me. Because it just doesn't seem authentic. When when Eddie Guerrero and Chavo do it, I fucking feel them. The, 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 yeah. the fucking, it just comes off of them. The yeah. Latino heat. Well, when, when Rey Mysterio says it, it's just like, ojo y ojo. And I'm just like, no, no, I, no, Rey, I don't, I don't understand you. You know, it's just, it's like, come on, Rey. First of all, he hasn't been in the ring in God knows how long. Why the fuck is Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo doing his dirty work? Yeah. You, you're, bare, you're killing Alistair like, Black it with going? this. It's going nowhere. <laughs> what's going to happen? I, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Dominic is going to turn on Poppy. That's what's going to happen. He's going <laughs> to turn on Rey Mysterio. He's going to join. He's going to join, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Jefe, I got this. Ojo y ojo. <laughs> God. <laughs> so what's going to happen is I'm going to write the story for you. Dominic is going to turn on his father and he's going to join Seth Rollins because that's where he belongs, in the back. He does not belong next to anybody. He does not belong in a ring, let alone in a ring. He's just going to be that guy. And, and Rey Mysterio is going to go, I have to go away because my own son turned on me. <laughs> Mi hijo es estudiante de wrestling, de lucha libre. anymore. <laughs> Come on. Tony, I know you're a big Rey Mysterio fan, but honestly, I, I think I the last. I the last I have Actually, one too. You do too. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say this: that Rey Mysterio coming back has been a travesty to his career. Him coming back in the Royal Rumbles was good, but anything after that has just been a travesty to his career. His career, for me, is going down the drain. His so? best, his best years, and I'm gonna be honest when I say this: his best years was WCW. That was the mm. best wrestling he's ever done. When he came to WWE, when he won the title, he beat Big Show. He beat Brock Lesnar. Come on. That's a big deal for a little guy. Of course it's a big deal. But it's not believable. (laughs) Come on, man. Rey Mysterio. Fuck Daniel Bryan. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, guys. This is one of the worst stories. And it's been dragged out. And it's dragging down people like Humberto Carrillo. Is dragging down people like Alistair Black. It's just destroying these people's careers. Because Rey Mysterio's not even there. He's not there. He's on a screen. Hey, Seth. Mm-hmm. Hey, Seth. <laughs> this is definitely oh. hot tag news today. Oh, oh. <laughs> What's your take on the Blunder the Mask storyline? Oh, man. Um... Like I agree with you, but whoever's in charge of this, they're doing it all wrong, in my opinion. And I don't mind. I don't mind I just, the storyline though. I just want to throw this out. It has nothing to do with the virus, Clay. It has nothing to do with no crowd. This is just I, I a terribly written story. I, I think it does. I think it does. I think this definitely is just like how we we were talking about with Drew. That Drew needs to be in front of a crowd. I think this whole storyline needed to be done in front of a crowd. And I tell you why. I don't think that Ray would be as much behind the scenes in video. I think he would do a lot of his promo work would be in the ring. Uh, I don't think he would he's be doing a He's not good at it. He, but he's no, not he, good at he's promos. Not. And he's not. He is bad. And they're giving him but, long but promos. And they are, which is horrendous. And atrocious and insubordinate. But I think with this whole thing, I do. I agree with Clay. I think with the whole virus thing, I think it has a lot to do with it. Because without, like, if they did this in front of a crowd, like I said, I don't think they would be doing uh, via Skype or Zoom or whatever for with Ray. I think Ray would be in the ring cutting his promo. And then I think there would be some attacks happening and da 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 and, and would really show what Dominic can do and this and that. The storyline does have potential, but it does need to be in front of a crowd. Doing this with the with whatever they got there, it's not helping the storyline at all. Not at all. It's not. I agree with Ray does not cut a great promo. <laughs> Dominic is there too. 
I, but I do want to see more of Dominic. I think, seriously, because I want to see what this boy can do. When he did that thing with Brock, I was impressed. For somebody that's just started training, and, you know, I don't know how long he's been training for, but I'm impressed with Dominic and what he can do. Yeah, he can get his ass kicked. He's going to get his ass kicked, but, you know, he's still wet behind the ears, but I'm still a little bit impressed from a wrestling point of view. Uh, From a fan point of view, he does need a lot of work. You know, he's got to stop. With the, the seriousness with him, it, it's not there. Tony, listen, I get it. It's I not. get it. But it's not serious enough when the kid is six foot four and your dad is five yeah. foot five. It yeah. just doesn't sell right. It, it's, it just, it's, it's a little it off. Just, <laughs> it's a little off. I agree. And, with and it. it's not. It's not race fault. It, it's, it's the genes. <laughs> it, but it's, it is. I'm, but still, you can't wondering. be doing this. My thing, I'm just wondering, because Ray's like five foot five. I'm hoping his wife is six six or something for, <laughs> for Dominic to be that damn tall. Okay? <laughs> if not, we gotta go back years ago from when they <laughs> We gotta talk to Eddie. <laughs> we gotta talk we gotta, to Eddie and be like, We gotta well, dig up Eddie tall anyway. <laughs> Eddie wasn't even tall. But uh, yeah, something's going on, man. Better check with the postman. But um <laughs> the thing of it is this whole storyline does have potential. Again, it's one but of those things. What is it doing to people like Alistair Black? I don't understand that. The Humberto Carrillo, I, I get that. Yeah. I get Fine. it. Yep. But Alistair, I don't get it because there's never been anything being said remotely about Alistair Black's connection with Mysterio until Alistair came and helped him. Does it? I don't know. I, no, I don't and, know and, where the connection was. You went from Alistair Black with Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Then you yeah. went to knock Betty on Murphy. my door. And, and uh, knock on my door shit. And now yeah. you put him back to the Ricochet shit. With now, but now it's with Rey Mysterio and Humberto. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have the fucking dark side of this fucking guy? Yeah. Which but, was better in my opinion. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have hairy nipples then. <laughs> Which is still in the book. <laughs> Save it. God, oh, man. My God. Um, no, I, I somewhat agree with you, but I also agree with Clay. Um, it's this this virus. It's killing a lot of storylines because some, you do need that live crowd. You then do, you know you what, Tony? Then you know what? Shut the whole shit down. If they can't yeah. fucking well, I, I, produce, I mentioned that last week. Shut it down. Shut it. Shut down the for whole a month. shit down. Shut it down for a month. Month or two, three, if you have to. <laughs> shut it fucking down so we can I, get I fucking say back. Shut it down for a month. Take that month vacation. Let these guys, all these guys, heal up. Oh, a lot of them should be healed up because a lot of them haven't been wrestling that much. Bobby Roode, he's a long vacation. <laughs> um, uh, Kevin Bianca Owens, Belair, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn. <laughs> Kevin Owens, uh, so sh- shut the rest of it down. Let the other guys get a break. Vince, you're and and I heard this. Believe it or not, Vince, um, uh, I guess the his worth his net worth was in the billions, uh-huh. like one point six billion, and that went up during the pandemic. It went up. <laughs> Yo. It didn't go down. It went up. Before oh the God. pandemic, before the pandemic, he was, I think he was, I could be wrong with the numbers, so don't shoot the messenger. 
before the pandemic, he was like at 1.3 billion, and now he's at 1.6 during the pandemic. So what does so, that tell you, Rick? That tells you that shut the shit down. Exactly. He doesn't need to do it. He 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 doesn't need to do it. He's going to make his money regardless. It, they can it, show it, reruns. But exactly, but not only that, just imagine the revenue when you come back. Yes. The ratings when you come back. But he's just too worried about AEW. Well, I don't know if he's worried about AEW, but now let me ask you, Rick. Do you think if AEW wasn't around that they would shut it down? You know, that's a very good question. Um, I think he would not shut it down. Even if AEW wasn't <laughs> around, he wouldn't shut greedy it down. Bastard. He's fucking greedy. He is. And he listen, is. man, him shutting down the shit for a month or two, we're going to still be here. We got fucking content to talk about. We do. We do. I mean, we would have to do a couple of more Who's the Marty's. And, yeah. and, 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 and tournaments. Tournaments. And, we could do a lot of tournaments. And top tens and um, and story time and and, and other things. But <laughs> actually, you know what? Don't don't shut it down, Vince. No, <laughs> keep it running. <laughs> but just imagine. I mean, it, it, no. Think of it this way. And I'm not saying he should do this all the time, but this time around it is a perfect time to do it because he's saving all these guys. You know, they, they're they're getting healthy and this and that. But what, what's your favorite sport, Rick? Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Are you excited as hell to see baseball back? <laughs> no, pandemic no, no. aside. Pandemic, no, pandemic aside. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, and I love it. Yeah. So when it starts, when baseball starts, you're watching it all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. So then, come World Series, you're definitely going to watch it. Number one, oh, why? Of course. Because it's the last game of, of the year for baseball. You know, game yep. seven. Let's just say. And then after that, you don't have no more baseball for a few months. Yeah. No, so it's then, true. when spring training starts, you're excited just because of spring yeah. training. Oh yeah, every year I'm, I'm through the roof once I yeah. hear pitchers and catchers are returning. And let me tell you something about this pandemic. This is the best chances the Mets have to win a World Series. <laughs> Sixty games, we gonna win the World Series this year. <laughs> oh. And if not man. this year, next year is our year. <laughs> Okay, uh, it'll be zero and sixty this year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but but you, you see what I'm saying now? No, so, no, I get it. If, you get it. You know, even with me, I'm just a sports nut. Period. Football, basketball, baseball. Those, I mean, when when they're done, I'm like bummed out, and I gotta wait till next year. But then I get so excited when I hear the 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 camp and and preseason and stuff like that. It's like, yes, it's back. And then the first game, I'm like, oh. The ratings so, are, you know, so let me ask you this before uh, we go to pause. Um, do you think professional wrestling should have seasons? Depends. It depends. I I think if they do have seasons, they they got to have a lot of storylines happening to leave maybe that one cliffhanger to so that way people can tune in to the next season. Yeah. If you end it um uh, I don't know. That's that's tough. It's yeah, because the way it sounds is it would be more like a lucha underground, and if right. that's something we want right. for professional wrestling. And and you got to think about it too with lucha underground. That's a actually a really really good example because they did seasons. Yeah. 
was Lucha Underground really successful doing that? I mean, was, they're not a I company was, anymore. <laughs> they're not a company anymore. But I was really into Lucha Underground. I was too. Especially I really the it. way it was all, you know, like cinematography, show, yeah. the cinematography, all that stuff. It was neat. That was neat to watch. It was yeah. different. But do we really want that type of stuff too in pro wrestling? That's the question. They were the first to kind of do it. Yeah. And and like you said, they're not doing it anymore. <laughs> Interesting. Well, anyway, uh-huh. back to Ray. <laughs> the storyline, like I said, they it, it just needs a crowd. It does. I think it has potential. I like Seth Rollins in this role. He's and doing I, great. And I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Seth, but I like this role. A lot of people don't like him in this role. I don't I know guess why. They're religious buffs. When, but when I don't. I don't. I I get that it does seem that way, but I don't see it that way. I just see him being so narcissistic on himself that. It does seem that way, even though they do have the mural and stuff like that. And, you know, he's trying to be holier than thou. And I, I think that's where he's trying to get at with this gimmick. They, because if you really think about it, even though he's calling himself the Messiah, but they, they still, they really <laughs> hasn't gone. They, they really haven't gone the religious you're, route. You're backing yourself up in a corner. Here. I know I am. You're I'm like, trying to get out of it. You're like, it's, it's not religious, work. but he had the stained glass. And he calls himself the Messiah, and he does think he's holier he's, than thou. He does have prophets, um, but and he has disciples. Um, or disciples, yeah. Um, Wait, but I don't see the prophets. religious. <laughs> I, he both. I don't know. Yeah, but, but it's it's more like a. Uh, it could be more like a cult. <laughs> A non-religious cult. A non-religious cult. There we go. That's what we'll call it. But uh, either way, I like it. I think that that's what that's what uh, we should post on our Facebook. Though I really want to know what people's opinions on it. I really do. Do do they really think it's a religious thing, or do they think it's more narcissistic, or whatever? I don't know. So, all right, you know what? That's it. (laughs) Because I I can't go on anymore. Let's take a quick pause. When we come back, we got This Week in Wrestling. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, before I continue on to our sponsorship, I have to say this to Tony Diaz. Our sponsors are pissed off at you, Tony, because you didn't say it last week. You said it was my job. It is. So now... So now I have to do it two times. So hopefully you guys can listen to the smooth sound of my sponsorship audio voice. Here we go. Good ladies Lord. and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. That is WPOV. Now also go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Wrestling POV, get yourself a Wrestling POV Podcast t-shirt for $19.99, plus shipping and handling. That is ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wrestling POV. Okay, now for part two. All right, everybody, I'm going to need you to go to CarnelBrand.com. <laughs> Save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. That is WPOV. Use that promo code right there, and you're going to set yourself 10% off. And now, go to ProWrestlingDs.com slash WrestlingPOV. That is slash WrestlingPOV. Get yourself a nice T-shirt from WrestlingPOV Podcast for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. You won't be missing out on much unless you get yourself a shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV. See what you made me do, Tony? Yeah. No, I had to sure do it did. twice. Yeah. 
All right. This week in wrestling. (laughs) All right. This week in wrestling uh, with uh, Raw. We'll start off with Raw. Raw wasn't too bad this week. I put a lot of twos. Wasn't put a lot of twos. Uh, My lowest point was Akira Tozawa versus R-Truth. I gave it a one. Um, I had a couple threes, though. I had uh, Aleister Black and Umberto Carrillo versus Seth and Murphy. That was a good match. I gave that a three. Um, the Ricochet versus Lashley. That was a good match. Let, let me tell you something. It was a while since we saw Ricochet, and he shows what he can do. And I appreciate that. Especially with Lashley. He took a punishment from Lashley. Come on, Rick. He did. So I gave that a three. Drew and Oscar versus Sasha and Dolph. I thought that was pretty good. So I gave that a three, too. It was, uh, come on, Rick. <laughs> that was a good match. <laughs> that was a good match. Sorry. Yes. Tony. Overall, what? I gave yeah it was. Overall, I gave uh, Raw a two point zero nine. My side <laughs> notes, my side notes, I, I gave I said uh, Samoa Joe copying my hairstyle. Uh, and if you notice, no Austin Theory this week. Yeah, no Austin yeah. Theory. Um, uh, oh, uh, another side mention too. Um, hold on a second. Wait a minute. Where am I at? I got lost. My bad. Oh, uh, Ruby Riot versus Peyton Royce. Uh, Peyton Royce getting a win. Let me tell you something. I was really impressed with Peyton Royce's finisher. Yes. They're getting very, very. They're damn good. Damn yeah. good. Damn yeah. good. Uh, R Truth stole my line during his segment, and uh, he was calling. He called us Cedric Alexander, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. I was mad. Yeah. I was mad as hell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. my role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, now for the realistic Monday Night Raw. No. Um, I'm going to tell you something. This was one of the worst Monday Night Raws I've watched in a very freaking long time. First of all, four segments of the big show will do that to you. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you, I wasn't grading every time Big Show was on. But when Big Show was out there and Ric Flair came out, gave that a one. Uh, when Big Show fought against... Uh, Andrade and Garza, 0.5. I don't want to see Big Show. Why is Big Show out there? Ridiculous. And and, and I'll tell you what. The Rollins Mysterio promo, 0.5. Truth defeating Tozawa, 0.5. I'll tell you what, though. I do agree with you. I thought uh, Andrade and Garza defeating Viking Raiders, I gave that a 2.5. Rollins and Murphy defeating Black and Carrillo, I gave that a 2.5. I will t- agree with you on Peyton Royce and Ruby Riot. I gave that a three. That was my highest point. I thought that was Jeez. the best match of the night. It was really good. And I'll tell you this. Honorable mention. Ruby Riot and the backstage segment with the Iconics was gold. I never, yo, I, when people say that they laughed out loud for real, I actually ha-ha and hee-hee. <laughs> that was hilarious. When Ruby Riot was like, it's I, and they're like, don't you dare. It's I, don't you dare, <laughs> iconic, yo. <laughs> I was just like, yo. No, but, I, but even even after Ruby said that, when uh, Billy Kay, she goes, well, she, she did it. it. <laughs> yeah. <She> did. <laughs> but that was good. I, I think, in my opinion, right now, the iconic so far, they're the breakout stars of the year. Yeah, you know, because because let me tell you something. They've number one, they've improved incredibly with their promos. Because before, I used to say it on the show too. You can go back that yep. they were boring. I hated yep. the whole gimmick entirely. 
And then it started to grow on me a little bit because they were improving. And then to see the, you know, to, to, to realize that what they were doing was, was, you know, gold. Then I started to really like them because I was appreciating what they were doing. And I was like, you know what? They actually are doing what they're supposed to do as a heel. Yep. But they're a little bit of a comedic heel, which is fine with me because that's sometimes that's what heels do. But if you look at the match with Peyton Royce and Ruby and Billy Kay, Kay was outside, she was doing exactly what she was supposed to do as a person outside because she, she wasn't a manager. But no, yeah. she was doing things. She said things. But she was not taken away from the match either. But yep. she knew when to do. She knew when to say. Which I respect. I was like, wow, that is good. And she's never done that before. And yeah. that was good. I was, I was very, very impressed with that. The whole segment in itself. The match. The backstage. All that was very, very good. So yeah. I, I'm telling you right now. When we do our uh, year in review, they definitely, they're in the running for sure for breakout stars. Um, Yeah, and with that being said, I gave Monday Night Raw a very nice 1.4 this week. (laughs) Garbage. Uh, It is now time for (laughs) the Great American Bash. NXT POV. Um, For me... This was a pretty damn good show. And I have to say, uh, we went back and forth with the global guys on the yes, Great American Bash and Fighter Fest on our on our private chat. And uh we were it, it was pretty pretty good this week with uh, the Wednesday night delight. I have to say, for me, the highest point of the Great American Bash had to be Thatcher versus Oni. I, I gave that really? a three. I thought, listen, man, you want to talk about physical and technical wrestling? That was a showing right there. And my second highest, my other highest was Io Shirai defeating Sasha Banks with a three as well. I have to say this. Asuka coming out doing the poison miss, yes. great. Uh, Io Shirai covering up Sasha's face, great. Sasha covering up her face, great. The referee knowing that there's fucking poison mist in the girl's face, yet you keep positioning yourself on the side yeah. of the face. You're yeah. a terrible referee for that. That's terrible. <laughs> you like the referee knows the finish of the match, right? Yeah. So he knows that she's gonna get poison mist. Why do you keep and he did it twice? He positioned himself twice by the face of Sasha Banks and both times. Sasha covered her face the first time. The second time, Io Shirai covered Sasha's face with her arm or her leg. I can't remember. But that's the way you're fucking supposed to do it. And then after the match, the ref is like, oh, she had mist in her face. That's how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> but this ref irritated the hell out of yeah. me. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Um, the lowest point for me was the Dexter Loomis of defeating Roderick Strong. I gave that yeah. a 1.5. I, I sent you a gif of Carlton. He is yeah. the original one to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, and I and and now I can't think of anything else otherwise when he does that. <laughs> I I I'm not with the story. I do not like Roderick Strong in yeah, this. I do not no, like Dexter Lewis in this. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, I gave. Oh, and I do have the honorable mention. Uh, Damian Priest's interview was shit. Ugh, yeah, God, yeah. it was god no, awful. It was, but. But Karrion Cross is Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Another A-plus promo. And another A-plus promo from the Galo de Fantasma. 
Yes. That was good. Yes. Very good. Not liking the, the, the what's his what's his guy's name? Ugh. Uh, they resigned uh, him. Uh, uh, Drake Rockstar Maverick. Spot. Drake Maverick. That Drake Maverick comes out with a neck brace. Like, listen, make it more realistic. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody wearing those old ass neck braces anymore. <laughs> you know what I used to do with those neck braces? I used to put them on my head and pretend I was Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> That's what I used to do. With them. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, overall, I gave the Great American Bash a two point four this week. Wow. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Io Shirai versus Sasha. I gave that a four. The lowest nice. was the Dexter Maverick versus Roderick Strong. I gave that a one point five. Uh, Karen Cross. That. They, they, man, whoo, whoo, they got something there, and they, they lucked out with them signing with them, but they, they got to treat them right, got to yep. treat them right, the character, the image, everything works, everything works, and I'm sorry to say, and I'm going to say this right now, and I forgot we didn't mention this too, uh, but Vince, I actually, I said this last week, Vince is definitely out of touch with reality. And he needs to step back. Okay? He needs to step back. Because if he doesn't see that he has a star in the making with Karrion Cross, then come on, man. Just yep. you're worth billions, dude. Get out of it now while you can. Enjoy the rest of your life. You're in your 70s, dude. But if he does not see that he's got Karrion Cross as a star, then he's he's out of touch with reality. Now, I'm going to go off topic a little bit, Rick, because it jogged my memory and I forgot to talk about it. And I apologize now, but I know, you know, we got this. But I heard, and actually this was supposed to be part of the rumors, but I heard that Vince McMahon uh, benched, in quotations, Shayna Baszler because he doesn't get it with her. Do you agree with that? I don't agree with it at all. He, that's ridiculous. Like, I think he did it. I absolutely think he did that to her because he's yes. a fucking out-of-touch guy. Um, but she should have won the title. Is, he says in his own words, I just don't get her. She's not doing it for me. Oh, but Ronda Rousey does it for you? Ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but Shayna Baszler is... A ten times more better wrestler than Ronda Rousey. Absolutely. Shayna Baszler is a better heel than Ronda Rousey. Absolutely. She is a better heel than what you got in the roster right now. I'll tell you right now, Shayna Baszler is a better person than Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Jesus, Rick. Unless you want to come on the show, Ronda. Unless you want to come on the show. <laughs> But I don't in NXT she was killing it. Was she a little bit bland in her promos? I'd say yeah, a little bit. But she still oh, had potential. She yeah. still had potential. The promos were still they weren't bad, but they weren't great. There was still, you know, at points of time when she would do her promos where you were like, Jesus, man, you know? So I don't I don't get it with Vince. Why do you have to be like that? It's not you, dude. Just because you don't like it, that doesn't mean I'm going to not like it. It makes no sense. You got a star there. When she was in NXT, she was killing it. So why don't you see that? I don't understand why he does not see that. 
If NXT, the numbers were big in NXT and these pay-per-views and this and that, and everybody was going nuts for these stars, and then you bring them into your main roster, and then you're like, oh, I don't get it. I don't see it. Eh, I don't want to use her. <laughs> it's like, dude, really? I don't, oh, my God. She, he's instead pushes the same people that he yep. has. Yep. Give me a break. Anyway. You want a Kit Kat bar? Mr. Tony? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but no, it's, I, I do the no sugar thing. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, but Karen Cross, I'm telling you, it, rising, rising star right there. Uh, Escobar, man, let me tell you something. I love that whole gimmick. I love that stable. Yep. The And I kind of agree with you with the Drake. Um, they're at, they added Brizongo into this. Hopefully, yep. this. I, I don't want this to be a comedy routine, though. I don't no. want this to be a comedy, you know, storyline. I don't. Uh, I hope they don't do it, but they, they are going to beat do their it. asses and they exactly the, the the what are they called that that group? That's something Fantasma. Legalo de Fantasma. Yes. Legal Fantasma. That one. Um, I don't know why I went French, but but they they. They do need to beat their asses. They, I mean, destroyed them because yeah. that group right there—that's another one that they got something going with it, and I and I love every bit of it. Um, and uh, yeah, my lowest point was Dexter versus Roderick Strong. I like the traditional strap matches where you, to win you have to hit each corner of the of the buckles, uh, the the buckle, the turnbuckles yeah. to win. With yeah. the you know so. Uh, but doing it that way, I mean, they had some good spots. I thought it was, uh, it wasn't a bad match, but I just, I think it went too long. Is yeah, the problem, <laughs> and yeah. and the fact that uh, they didn't do the traditional uh, strap match rule, which is the turnbuckle thing. So I, for that, I gave it a one point five. Um, but either way, though, great, um, great American Bash. Is that what it's called? Yep. yep. <laughs> Sorry, I was just out of touch a little bit this week. But I did give it... Where's my notes? I did give it a 2.3 this week. It wasn't All that right. bad. Wasn't and now we bad. go into the counterpart of Fighter Fest AEW. Yes. Um, You know, for me, I have to say I was very impressed with Jurassic Express defeating MJF and Wardlow. Um, and this is a team that I'm not... All four guys I'm not high on, and I thought this was a pretty good match. I gave it a three. My also, I also gave a three to Adam Page and Kenny Omega defeating the best friends. I gave that a three. Um, and I do have to say this. Kenny Omega and Adam Page need to stop being tag team champions. Yeah. Kenny Omega needs to get out of this stable and needs to go into his own solo fucking run. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Omega also is absolutely dreadful on the mic. He is he horrific. Is. He has he's a horrific promo. Oh my god, he's bad. Mm-hmm. Um I did not like the ending of this match. I didn't understand why Kenny Omega is pouring out the beer. Well, um, cuz he doesn't drink. Okay. He's straight but edge. okay, uh there's but there was no story, there was no talking about that. No. It, no he just no. basically well, poured I, it I out. Think... Uh, he's going off of the fact that if you know who Kenny Omega is, you know he's straight edge. He doesn't drink. But that's but again, I don't know that you know, but and no, it's I just like I'm no, I, that's what I'm saying. Like people are watching and people are just like, why is he? Oh, he's doing that because he's being a dick. 
<laughs> and he's a good guy. He's not supposed to be the dick. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. the commentary doesn't help out with that. No. What's going on over here? <laughs> and and, and that, honestly, I think the worst part of this was they pulled Jericho off of commentary for this last match. Yeah. He should have been there because he's yeah. been the best piece of commentary that they've had ever. Mm-hmm. And they haven't mm-hmm. been around for that long, but Jericho is gold. Um, yeah. My lowest points... Cody defeating uh, Jake Hager gave that one point five. You're gonna tell me nobody saw an all six foot eight Goldust run into the fucking ring? <laughs> we saw this little side girl fucking slap Cody, but we didn't <laughs> see this fucking six foot nine guy come and smack Jake Hager. <laughs> and he's gonna act like he didn't do nothing? Come that on! Is, is and then I gave a one point five to Private Party defeating the Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. I don't like Private Party. I don't care that they're from Brooklyn. I don't care that they went from <laughs> uh, from House of Glory. I can get two shits. They're skinny yeah. little punks that don't look like they belong in the fucking wrestling ring. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know the what? Thing is, the thing is, they are talented, though, right? They are very talented, but I want to talk about physical fitness. But seriously, <laughs> they look like teenage boys out there. The Young yeah. Bucks, they're not equipped to be in wrestling ring either. They're not gym rats or anything like that. But at least they got some meat on them. These guys are like skin and bones out there. And their attire is terrible. They are the watered down street profits. And I will say that to anybody's faces. IWC, AEW fanboys, WWE fanboys, anybody. They are watered down street profits. And I don't care if they did it first. The street profits did it better. (laughs) Overall, before I give my overall, uh, Sheeta defeating Ford. Bro. Let me just tell you something. Um, what's this guy's name? Uh, Betzler, Butzler. What's his name? Oh, the guy that, David Metzler. Uh, Metzler. Metzler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who gives that out douche. the fucking ratings? Yeah. This guy got the AEW penis all up inside his mouth. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but he gave Sheeta and Ford a four out of five. What? He gave a 4.5, I believe, to Jurassic Express and MJF. He gave a 4 to Paige and Omega. He gave... What? What? He gave... No, I'm sorry. It wasn't Jurassic Express. He gave Cody and Hager a 4. What? Wow. Wow. And then he went and shitted on a Great American Bash. Though I do agree with a lot of what he gave American Bash. Great American Bash. Um, I didn't I didn't give a, a, a huge score. I gave like average scores for the Great American Bash, mm. but for Fire Defense, he gave three fours, and I think a one was a four point five. Jesus, bro, you are the biggest fanboy out there. You're looking really fucking stupid. Listen, wow. you could be a fan of AEW more than WWE. You could be a fan of WWE more of AEW. You could be a fan of both equally. But don't go you fucking giving ratings out that are just egregious and insubordinate. <laughs> exactly. And ass a nine and ass a ten. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just don't see it. Like it's ridiculous. And I, I I'm gonna say this, Tony. I did enjoy Great American Bash and I did enjoy Fire Fest. And yeah, I did tell you guys true. that my scoring was off by one point one point. And you and gotta laugh at mine then. I gave Fire Fest AEW a two point three. This week, wow. and I think that's a really good score. Yeah, yeah, that's funny that you said that. But again, you know, with me, Jurassic, uh, the MJF match, I gave it a two. 
Sheeta versus Ford, I gave that a two. Wasn't the greatest, but it was still a little bit entertaining. Ford I needs it a up. lot of work. Yes, and I only bulked it up because I originally gave that a, a one and a half. Oh, and really? after our conversations with TJ and Elio mm-hmm. and Ant, I was like, all right, it was a two. Uh, <laughs> Ford is not that good, guys. I'm just going to be no. honest. Well, I mean, she's okay, she does need a lot of work, and you can tell. I can tell in that match. That she but you shouldn't have her in a, a TTV, TVV fucking <laughs> show. True, true. Against the champ. I do. I agree. I agree. Uh, but the highlight for me was the Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus Best Friends. Um, I, I'd enjoyed the match. It wasn't that bad as people thought it was. I gave it a two and a half, though. Almost a three. It was almost a three. But watching it as, as a wrestler, I was like, I saw too many mistakes. And then I, that's it made me change my mind and say, well, it's at the very least a 2.5. Uh, could it have potential to be a three and a half? It really did. Um, but my lowest was Cody versus Hager. I gave it a one and a half. And the reason, and then it got me upset because they're still trying to justify that horrendous title. Did you, <laughs> did you, did you see yeah. that yep. or hear that? Uh, during the match, they were still trying to justify that horrendous title. It's like, come on, give it up. Give it up. Cody saw it and was like, he had the Vince McMahon syndrome, and he said, I like that. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. And that's what it was. Made yeah. that horrendous title, and, and that's what you got. You, you heard the backlash from people where they were just like, that belt is fucking atrocious. And then you went back on your word, well, it's not really finished. But <laughs> it's what I like, and I'm going to show it. You know nope. what? That's it. Tony, we're putting it in the book. Open up what? the book. This ugly, atrocious TNT title is going in the book. I'm sick of it. Sick of excuses. Until it gets finished, it's going to stay in the book. Because, uh, And we're going to put finished in quotes because we all know it's already finished. So the TNT title, you just made the book. <laughs> there you go. But overall, and this is wild because NXT, I gave it 2.3. Uh, this one, Fighter Fest, I gave it a 2.2. 2. Wow. Yeah. Same thing. 0.1 differential. 0.1 differential, yeah. All right. So, with that being said, it is the Wednesday Night Delight. This AEW. going to be tough. It's currently behind NXT 23 to 12. Um, our guys from, uh, Global have voted. Elio voted in favor well, I'll go with Tom first. Tom voted in favor of AEW. Elio went in favor of NXT. Um, oh. I went in favor of NXT. And Tony, NXT. If I'm going by my rankings, yeah. Are wait, you? who? Wait, what you guys win again? Right now, it's two to one NXT. And you win NXT. I went NXT. Elio went NXT. Tom oh. went AEW. Oh, wow. Hmm. Dang. But. I will go off my 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 rank my ratings, which is NXT. All right, All right. so NXT is going to go up double on AEW. I was going to say a double or nothing joke there, but it didn't really make sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so it is twenty four uh-huh. to twelve. Uh, let's go into the SmackDown breakdown. Uh, my number one thing on the show was. Matt Riddle defeating uh, John Morrison. Gave that a 3.5. 
I thought it was a great match. I love John Morrison. I think he needs to split away from The Miz and go on a solo run, just like I said needs, earlier. He needs to go you know? for the heavyweight title, in my opinion. Yes, he does. Absolutely, he does. Um, my lowest point was this stupid Sheamus toast. I gave that a point five. Anything I with Sheamus and Jeff Hardy at this point is just ridiculously bad. Um, and, you know, I just want to go through everything real quick because it's, mm-hmm. SmackDown was just overly just so bad. Nakamura defeating Kofi. I gave that a one. Big E being outside and being obnoxious. Ah, 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 oh my God, I'm over that, that shit. It is bad. Gave Holy that a one. Shit. Jesus. Um, I have to say, Bailey and Sasha are growing on me immensely. Yeah. I honestly, that video was great. I love how they mocked the Undertaker. Um, it the whole thing was going great until Alexa and Nikki came out. Nikki's atrocious on the mic. Alexa's getting annoying mm-hmm. as a face. It's not working yeah, for your girl. Yeah, I agree. Um, Bailey defeating Alexa, I did enjoy. And I did enjoy that Sasha said, hey, uh, Bailey, why don't you go in there and fight her? Yes. That yeah. works. Turning you know? the tables a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. But my wife did want me to mention this. Uh, what the hell was Sasha Banks wearing? <laughs> 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 what? What in South Florida was she wearing? <laughs> Come on, girl. No idea. What in no Tremont idea. Avenue was she wearing? <laughs> Come on, girl. Oh, Lord. I don't know. Come on, man. <laughs> um, uh, uh, AJ defeating Gulak. Oh, 1.5. Yeah. Uh, Gulak doesn't belong there. I'm sorry. Um, no, he doesn't. I do have to say Miz and Morrison with Corbin backstage. That was good. I enjoyed that. Was that. Yeah, that was um, but Matt Riddle interview in the beginning where Michael mm-hmm. Cole's like, Mike, uh, Matt, why bare feet? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Michael Cole. <laughs> and you know what? Tony, open up that book. <laughs> Michael Cole's foot fetish is going in the book. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Michael Cole's foot fetish. You just made the book. Overall, I gave SmackDown a 1.8. Ridiculous. Terrible. Wow. No, I agree with you. Um, the most entertaining part for me was the Matt Riddle versus John Morrison. Um, I do agree with you that he does need to go out solo. He needs to go away from the Miz. Um, that match, though, I gave it a 2.5. Again, that this was the same thing. This had, I was going to give it a 3, but when he lost, it went to a 2.5. Okay. <clears throat> Morrison does not need to be losing these matches. Number one, especially with but, a roll up. Yeah, with a ro- yeah. Um, Matt Riddle, but they but the the thing of it is, there were so many ways that they could have done this match to have to still probably give Matt the win, or even if they gave Morrison the win through uh, like distraction a or some a distraction yeah. that wouldn't really hurt Matt Riddle. I, I would have accepted that too, and then I probably would have gave it a three. But the fact that it was from a roll up and a pin, I I was like I I couldn't justify giving it that three at that point in time. The lowest point was the Sheamus promo. That that whole thing, I thought this ended at the last pay per view. Yep. Apparently it didn't. Where are they going to go with this? That's my question. Where? I don't know. Where's it going? 
And some, uh, of- some fucking House of Horror shit. Where the fuck did that come from, Tony? Yeah. That, when I was listening to the show last week, I said, what the hell is this House of Horror nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, and apparently they're going to start filming that uh, next week. Uh, so that's going to already start happening. Um, Bray's got a lot of input in, in it. Uh, the, please don't get any input from Braun because no. he, he wouldn't know what to do. But um, this whole thing, I, I don't know. I hope they do justice with it as it, as far as having it as a cinema cinematography. <laughs> but, <laughs> but cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, boy. Um, but I don't know. There's something off about it that I'm not. I can't pinpoint right now. But once I do, you know damn well I'm going to talk about it. But um, you wanted to put something in the, about Braun, too, I heard. Yeah. So last week, you missed it. Uh, Braun Strowman's nipple piercing returned. Yeah. I mean, I didn't miss it. I saw it. <laughs> it's just that I would have felt odd, a grown-ass man talking to himself about another man's freaking nipples. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But with that being said, for me, Braun's, Braun's nipple piercing, you just made the book again. Again, yes. But uh, but what what are your thoughts on this whole storyline with with uh, Bray and Braun? It's stupid. Yeah. Bray, Bray needs to win, and they're not going to have him win, probably. They can probably have yeah, the demon. Yeah, but he's going in as the old Bray Wyatt. I don't That's think he's going to go in as the fiend. Unless... Unless and this and this would be cool, like towards the end of it of uh, this House of Horrors is that what it's called? Yeah. That towards well, it's the a swamp. End. It's the Bray Wyatt swamp match. Oh, oh okay. But the House still, of Horrors is like a whole. It's the the pay per view in whole. That's that's. Oh, okay, gotcha. But no, I could have sworn he did that with Randy Orton. A House of Horrors. He did the House of Horrors, but yeah, yeah, he did oh, okay. that. But like towards the end of the match or something, like the Fiend comes out and that's who. You know what would be good is if Eric Rowan returns. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, he's been awfully quiet. Well, he's been released. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know he's been released, but (laughs) even with the other guys, at least we've heard something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What is it? uh, Carl Anderson and and Luke Gallows, they're going to TNA, I heard, or um, Impact. They're mentioning that they're going to be at Slammiversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard that, too. I heard that, too. And uh, somebody went to New Japan. I heard. I forgot who. I gotta dig more into that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. This ugh, something's off about this. I, I Braun, in my opinion, needs to stay away from the damn uh, mic. He really does. Yeah, he does. He's horrible. Um, SmackDown wasn't too bad though, but I did give it a one point eight this week. All right, same thing as I did. It is now oh, time really? for Raw. Yes, Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Raw currently is ahead six to uh, NXT's four to SmackDown's one. Uh, Tony, I have to say that Raw was the worst show this week for me. Uh, SmackDown <laughs> was in the middle, even though it was as equally as bad. But I have to give it to NXT this week. Uh, I think they gave us the best all-around show. And I think for the next two weeks, including next week, they're going to have the best show because of this whole Great American Bash thing going on. Yeah. I think because AEW is going head to head with them, but that is the you, reason why. But do you think the spoilers might uh, kind of ruin it a little bit? I mean, like I'm not going to see the spoilers. I mean, I already <laughs> no, saw it, no, I don't think it's going to be a, a huge 
uh, issue. Uh, it depends. Mm-hmm. I mean, WWE had its one of its highest ratings when they did know that Mick Foley was going to win the title that year. I know, right? So, um, <laughs> I think, uh, for, well, for me, NXT had the better show this week. What about you? Yeah, well, um, my order is a little bit different. I had NXT first, then Raw, and SmackDown. But, you know, uh, from my ratings, though, I had NXT winning big. But between Raw and SmackDown, it was a little bit close. Uh, SmackDown with a 1.8 and Raw with a 2.09. Um, so it was pretty close with that. Um, but I think Raw was in the middle between the two. Uh, okay. But yeah, NXT for sure this week. All right. So NXT is creeping up on Raw. Raw has six to NXT's five to SmackDown's one. Tony, you also wanted to mention the ratings of the shows yeah, for uh, WWE and uh, <laughs> NXT. But I can tell you this. Uh, the ratings. NXT what? did beat out AEW yeah. this week. Yep. And Chris Jericho, our good friend Jer, went and became a hater. Yes. Um, saying no. Well, well, not those ratings. We actually care about the ratings from eighteen to thirty-five, and those ratings we won. So those are the ratings we're talking about. Yeah. No. So, but so you now, now you're changing things that? up. You know Come why on. he was saying that? Because of the match that, or the segment with him and, and Orange Cassidy, was the lowest segment. Our lowest rating and uh, that AEW had of going up, and it was supposed to close out the show or something like that, and it was the lowest part of the show. I mean, that's why come he on. Went out like that. Why would you think Orange Cassidy should be in the ring with Chris Jericho? Yeah, let's be real. I'm a no, fan of Orange true. Cassidy, but he should not be in the ring with Chris Jericho. Yeah. That's that's Where's a slap Fox, in his face. By the way, in England, he's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. No, but I agree with you. I mean, Orange Cassidy, now he's starting to grow on me, too. Um, because he's not really doing the same thing over and over and over again. But he kind of is. But at least he's starting to mix it up a little bit. But you're right. He does not need to be with Jericho right now. And if he beats thought- Jericho next week. Whoo! Oh, boy. It's going to be hell to pay. But no, but... Um, I'm sorry to say it like this, but Jericho is in a different category than Orange Cassidy. Universe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's open the book. Yeah, let's go over the book. So, those that are due to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling, and it's all just to get a good laugh. Because we sure as hell need it. And, uh, you know, and then gives us more to talk about. And then hopefully you guys can see the atrocities of what happened in wrestling also. So are we ready? Yes. Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. Fuck him. <laughs> Kofi's Goldilocks. You know, I'm going to say this. I posted a video, Tony. On our Facebook page of a guy that looked like Kofi with the Goldilocks getting his ass beat. And uh, I automatically started getting attacked. That's not (laughs) Kofi. That's egregious. That's egregious. That's ridiculous. I'm a comedian and I don't find this funny. And I just took it down. I'm just like us. And I'm just trying to be funny. And you guys are attacking me. You know what? (laughs) Forget about it. But Kofi Kingston, fuck him. All right, Garza's cousin Speedos. You know, that's another thing they're dropping. Not his pants. Um, (laughs) 
Andrade and Garza could be a great tag team, and you no, guys are splitting them up. Yeah, but why? Why they? But they did that angle already. Twice. That's what I'm saying. They did yeah. it already, and then now they're trying to do it now again. It's like stop. Just keep them as a tag. Let them get along. Jesus Christ. Uh, Liv Morgan's cage wedgie. Mm. All right. Coronavirus. <laughs> we're still, still, still struggling. We're still, yeah, the struggle is real. Jeff Hardy's one-gallon dehydrated piss jar. <laughs> I think that is the longest, longest <laughs> one we have in here. Besides uh, the one it, I put in last week. Let's keep it a little longer. <laughs> <sighs> Two gallons, maybe? No. Uh, Kenny Omega shorts. We could take it out. I- I'm done with Kenny really? Omega. You want to take it out? Yeah, I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> he, you know what though? He is an. Odd He's losing character. it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he, he is, is losing it too. Nah. Uh, MVP's older brother's suit. That's state. I'm sick of MVP talking. <laughs> Mandy's wait a minute. You know what that we didn't even talk about that. Apollo versus uh uh MVP. MVP Ridiculous. getting the win. Ridiculous. <laughs> Boy, way to freaking um job Apollo out. Yeah. Um Mandy's acting. Stays. She yo, you know what? No, it doesn't stay. Cause if she's acting like she likes Otis. <laughs> That's Oscar worthy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so it's coming off then. Yeah. Alright. Alright, so now we got some new entrance into the book. One from last week's show. Dolph's something about Mary's high tail. Yeah, that was bad. When he showed up to Raw Rick, what seriously, I mean, cause you know, you wasn't here last week, but that Monday night on Raw, when when Dolph came out and he had the ponytail way up on almost on top of his head, what were you? What was the first thing you? Th- I mean, My come on. My first thing was like, "Are you serious? Are you serious?" <laughs> wow, man, so that's why I had to put it in there, Rick. You know, I took out Sam Sammy Guevara's. I took yeah. that one out uh, for reasons that we all know, but um, but I but. Only because of the simple fact, too. The reason why I put this in there is because I like the fact that something about Mary. <laughs> <laughs> great movie. So that so it was a great movie, but uh, with ba- Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Favre. <laughs> All right, and the the new entrance into the book: bronze nipple piercing. Staying. The TNT title. Oh God, that's gonna be there for a while. Yes, it is. And Michael Cole's foot fetish. <laughs> Jesus, Rick. Oh, man. Wow. And the thing is, I didn't even realize it until you just said it. I was just like, wow, yeah, it does kind of sound like that. (laughs) All right. So uh, I think that's it for the show this week. Uh, Just remember, guys and gals, that uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can either email us or you can post it on our Facebook page and we'll get back to you. We could probably mention it on the show, probably talk about it on the show. Or if there is things that you want us to talk about on the show that uh, you're just curious about and uh, just post, just freaking post it. All right. Mr. Rick, Mr. Rick, Mr. Rick. What? I, I I just I just read the the small print of our contract and and and, and 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 it's and it's crazy. What is it, Miguel? Okay, so you know how it says that we're getting three times our amount? Yeah, 
That's not what it says. What does it say? It says we're getting our one-year salary spread over three years. With that being said, before we close the show, or after we close the show, I will play a song from my playlist. And, uh, of course, you just play against the POV crew while Rick cries. And uh, that's just how we ride off into the sunset until next week. With that being said, I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the third wheel. Rick, the broke-ass... Ronald the third. <laughs> and our intern. Miguel Cole! I- I'm making some kind of money. <laughs> I love people wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Alright, you ready? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Better not be Ted DiBiase. I know that is this is this carrying cross again. <laughs> oh no, who is this? Really? This is ridiculous. I know it. <laughs> oh, really? AOP! AOP! Authors of Pain. Yeah. You God don't own the right. No, we don't. I don't own anything, apparently. 